Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on The Stretch today. I'm excited about this conversation with Tim Hood. He's the president and CEO of Shepherd Staff. It's a mission-sending organization that works with churches from all over the nation to send church members to the field to make a difference uh, with their lives for the glory of God. And we're going to have a great conversation about, man, if I'm starting to feel called into ministry or feel called to mission, what could I do? Or how can I leverage my life? And I believe the Holy Spirit will speak to every one of us about living our life leveraged for the gospel. So join us. It's going to be a great conversation today. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on The Stretch. Man, I'm excited about this conversation today. I'm here with the right reverend. Tim Hood. That's right. The president and CEO of the Shepherd Staff. That's right. I know you hate that title, bro. I, and do I, hate I, it. I appreciate I do, that about right. you, man. I, I feel the same way. Like, you know, they want to call me senior pastor. I'm like, can I not just be like normal pastor? I feel like you should kiss the ring or something. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just weird. Yeah. yeah, it's just weird. Well, look, man, I am, you know, you served in our staff here at Concord for a long time, and uh, we are so thankful for you and so excited. Thanks, and man. I just want to have a conversation yeah. really two ways. I want, to, I want to learn more about Shepherd Staff. And I want everybody listening to learn more about Shepherd Staff because I think there's a place for every one of us, you know, for in, sure. in that. And then I want to have a great conversation, I hope, about um, if if a person is feeling called to missions, what should they do? Mm. And so uh, so let's jump in, man. Why don't yeah. you tell us a little bit about how your family's doing in the just short time you've been away. Some traveling. I know you got to do a right. little traveling during a pandemic. Well I done. I did, yeah. Did you wear Double a mask? masked. I mean, we were hand sanitizing the whole deal. Wow. Made it through just fine, so that was good. That's good, man. Yeah. So tell us about Shepherd Staff. Yeah, Shepherd Staff is a church-serving organization. Uh, a lot of times when you think about mission organizations, it is missionary sending, which is the focus. That certainly is true for Shepherd Staff, but the difference is that Shepherd Staff isn't sending missionaries. Uh, the church is sending the missionary. We just come alongside the church to provide the sort of coaching and counseling, the the infrastructure for funding, for insurance, for all kinds of just life yeah. that missionaries sometimes don't think about. They're just, they feel called to the nations. And a church gets excited about that and they want to send them to the nations. But there's a lot involved in that logistically and administratively. And Shepherd Staff comes alongside churches to help them do that. In fact, the heartbeat of Shepherd Staff is to keep the church and the driver's seat. For years at Concord, we would often look at that passage in the book of Acts where the Spirit says to the church, the church was fasting and praying. They were centering their hearts on God and what he was doing. And in the midst of that centering, in the midst of that conversation with God, the Spirit says to the church, set apart for me, Paul and Barnabas, and the work that I've called them to. We don't even know if Paul and Barnabas wanted to go. Yeah. We just see that God told the church to do it. Yeah. The church did it, yeah. and Paul and Barnabas went. And so that doesn't just seem um, descriptive. It seems prescriptive that the church is the primary sender, of course, under the authority of God's word and the power of the Holy Spirit, but is the primary sender. And so that's what at Shepherd Staff, we want to help to equip. We want yeah. to give churches all the tools and resources they need to do that and to do that well. Man, that's awesome. And so you work with... Um, lots of different sure. networks of churches. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about that. I mean, because this is something that God has allowed your ministry to expand even beyond Baptist life, which mm -hmm. is super cool. That's right. So we get churches at every every stripe, at every point along the, the continuum of missions involvement. Some churches that have actually never even thought about missions or missionary sending until maybe an, an individual or a couple or a family in their church raise their hand and say, hey, we want to be sent to the nations 
And so maybe they call Shepherd staff and say, hey, we want to go with you guys. Well, yeah. our first response is, we'll have your church contact us. And so sometimes that leads us to a conversation with the church of, wait a second, this is actually your role, yeah. and we want to help you do that. And so it can be very uh, energizing for a church. Right. And then we have other churches that are involved that, man, they've sent tons of people. They have have people all over the world, and all they need from us is a way to get them, get their folks overseas. So they're very steeped in missions thinking, missions training, missions equipping, and they already have a long-term strategy for wherever they're going. And so at every point along the way, but um, churches that are part of Calvary Chapel, Southern Baptist churches, Presbyterian churches, community churches, literally every stripe, if they're believe in the scriptures, has the inerrant word of God, if they're proclaiming the gospel, if they're making disciples and planting churches, we want to help them do yeah. that. So it really, that's been exciting too, to to kind of get beyond our experience and yeah. our bubble, if you will, to yeah. hear what God is doing in various parts of the country and yeah. in various movements, because there are multiple movements happening in our own country. Yeah, that's really neat. And, the, and the, this organization has been around a long time. Give yeah, us a little history years, lesson. Yeah. Yeah. So it actually was birthed out of uh, the heart of a missionary who was returned from Asia. His name is Jeff Jackson. He's actually still on staff with Shepherd Staff. And Jeff was kept encountering missionaries who would say, hey, I've lived overseas for 20 years and I've never paid taxes. What should I do? Yeah. That's a problem. Right. <laughs> or saying, hey, I'm, I'm approaching my 60s and I haven't saved for retirement. What should I do? And Or maybe their marriage was in crisis or they were dealing with rebellious kids and they just didn't have a resource. And as Jeff wrestled through that story and hearing that story over and over again, he's like, wait a second. Like, this is where the church needs to speak in. Yeah. This is where the church needs to come alongside these sent out ones and help shoulder this burden, help them understand how to navigate through these challenges. And from that experience is what birthed Shepherd Staff. And so now 20 years later, uh, here we are. Here and we so are. they're headquartered in Albuquerque, uh, which is a great place. It was fun to, you know, Janet and I met in the Middle East. Like we love the desert. We love the Middle East. So when I landed in Albuquerque, I'm like, oh, I'm home. I love the sand. I love yeah. the rocks. I love the mountains. Uh, I love the barrenness even of the desert. It, there's something beautiful about it and sunrises and sunsets. So it felt very much uh, yeah. like going home. Right. But the, the team there is terrific and they're doing an amazing job. And it's fun even through technology, yeah. Zoom and FaceTime to be able to connect with them. That's great. Uh, I think maybe the most important question with that, have you figured out yet how to spell Albuquerque without misspelling it? I have not even remotely. Like, <laughs> That's amazing. God for it's like one of the longest yeah, names like, ever. I yeah. feel like there are one or two or ten letters too many in this <laughs> word. I mean, it just keeps growing. Every time I write it, it grows. I'm like, I, it's yeah. just too many syllables. That's right. Yeah. Is there a niner in there? Right. Yeah, so that's hilarious. So I often just say, I'm going to New Mexico, like, uh, <laughs> like in a text or something. NM is far easier it's than Albu Albuquerque. Albu Albu is there a Q yeah. in there? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. A couple. Yeah. How do they get two Qs? It right. feels excessive, really. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm sure it will become even more dear to your heart, man, yeah, over sure. the years away. So, all right. So let's talk for a few minutes about um, something that's close to both of our hearts. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you read the scripture, like you have already said, the church sends. Right. Um, you know, the, I really believe the sending culture is what is going to mark the church in the days ahead. For sure. As we move beyond this kind of Christian identity, cultural Christian identity we've had. I mean, I think sending is going to kind of feel, yes, continuing around the world, but also across the street. Sure. And up into town and everywhere mm -hmm. else, you know. And so... When someone's sensing that stir in their heart, mm -hmm. I was visiting with a guy last week, you know, he's just wrestling with a call to ministry, yeah. you know, like, you know, so what would you say is like those first two or three steps that any person who's wrestling with a call to ministry needs to wrestle through? Yeah, missions is not therapy. 
if you will, Christian therapy in the sense of I feel like my discipleship is a little lackluster or my walk with God isn't all it could be. I should go on a mission trip. Mm -hmm. It's really not the idea. The idea is to be a gospel proclaimer, Mm -hmm. gospel demonstrator. So we're never going to do overseas or in another context what we're not doing here in our own community, in our own sphere. And so my first response, anytime someone comes to me and says, hey, Tim, I feel led to do mission work or go on a mission trip, is to say, what are you currently doing? Who are you currently sharing your faith with? Mm-hmm. Who are you currently discipling? And then the next question is, who affirms this call in you? Who yeah. can testify, identify? Who can affirm that this is how God is leading you, that you have the requisite skills and, yeah. and leanings and passions to do that well, to live cross-culturally, to learn a new language, eat exotic food, identify with people that are different. Those are all the tasks of a sent-out one. Was that at me? It that was eat, a little it was Eat a little exotic pointed. foods? Yeah, yeah, it was a little. Yeah, that thing, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's it's a good thing East Tennessee is your people group. That's right. That's right. See, it works. That's right. It's exactly right. I had catfish right. the other night. It was amazing. There we go. Yeah, so see, you're exotic, right where you're exotic foods. That's it's so exotic. Yeah. <laughs> where he leads me, I will follow. What he feeds me, I will swallow. That that's was it. always our mantra overseas. That's right. That's hilarious. Right. Uh, so, man, that's good. You know what I mean? Like, literally, like, um, I think for me, I'm I'm looking for a burden. Mm, right. Show me you got some burden, like right. a burden to prayer walk your neighborhood. Yeah. A burden to write missionaries. Yeah. A burden to to man share scripture with a um, shut in. Mm-hmm. A burden to pray. Yeah. For, for so much. In fact, that was Jesus' first response when he looked and saw that the multitudes were like sheep without a shepherd, he didn't say, go get busy. Right. He said, pray. Right. That the Lord of the harvest would send out laborers into that harvest field. And so our posture has to be one of not just intercession, God save the nations. Yeah, but but how many lost people do I know? How many, yeah. lo- can I make a list of the lost people that I know? And, and who am I actively interceding for? I mean, some of the people that we encounter, even in our own community, there's nobody in their lives who has ever spoken their name in the presence of God before. Mm-hmm. There's nobody. We've grown up with grandparents, with parents, with Sunday school teachers and Bible study group leaders that have been interceding for us, some yeah. of us before we were born. Right. Well, there are so billions of people around the world and many in our own community that nobody's ever prayed for them. And that's such a foreign concept, but that is where missions start because it. we begin to adopt God's heart for those who are lost. We adopt God's heart for the lost sheep. You don't ever see the shepherd going to a lost sheep and saying, hey, you want to go back with me? No, he just grabs them and hauls them home. And that has to be the attitude and heart that we adopt with lost people, that we actively engage them with the gospel. So when someone's doing that, like I automatically, even if they haven't mentioned missions, I'm like, have you ever thought about? Or hey, I'm leading a team here or here. Would you go with me? Because that is such evidence, that burning passion to, to... exhibit the heart of God, display the heart of God, uh, but also embrace the heart of God. Yep, yep, and that's so good. And I think this is probably an important moment in our conversation to just say, you know, some people feel like they age out of missions. Yeah, that's garbage. But when we, yeah. when we talk about missions, that missionary heart begins with compassion for the lost. Right. That's timeless, man. It is timeless. You know, I mean, right. um, the, the, the 110-year-old saint mm-hmm. can, man, be on their knees before the Father. Absolutely. And that is, you know, the sort of platitudes or bumper sticker theology has sometimes minimized the reality of those truths. But the battle for the nations, uh, the battle for our own nation is is happening on our knees. Yeah. And that is so real, though, as we 
you know, it's been said that prayer isn't part of the work. It is the work right. that we are to be praying. And, and sometimes that gets lost because it feels a little mysterious. And yeah. I don't know that anybody feels like they're great at it. But yet that is the, the call. And as we do that, we begin to find our place. And, and so many areas, uh, sometimes we say, well, you can't go, but you can do these other things. But there are so many places in the world where having a head full of white hair gives you immediate entree. Yeah. I remember sitting in a village in the Middle East, talking to a village leader and getting so close, like starting gospel conversation. And my first thought was, man, I wish my dad was here. Mm. Because this 70-year-old man, he would listen to my dad. Yeah. He's never going to, I'm the age of his children. He's not going to receive heavy, weighty spiritual truth from me. Right. In, my, in his eyes, I'm a kid. Yeah. But man, if my dad were here, he'd listen to my dad. Mm-hmm. And there's so many times that that is true, that having white hair, having gray hair yep. gives you entree to people that, that you might never encounter. Right. But that's true of other groups too. Being a business professional, being a teacher, being a student, being a coach, and all of those segments and all of those affinity groups, if you will, those people can... I've, I've watched teachers yeah. from America talk to teachers from the Middle East or from Southeast Asia, and there's an immediate connection. They can mm-hmm. talk about lesson planning and about scheduling and about rubrics for tests and then immediately transition to the gospel, but they get each other in so, those different kinds of spheres. I think you said something so important for us all to recognize. Like God's going to use your gifts and abilities Right on mission. It's almost like we feel like, well, if I want to be a missionary, I've got to learn how to preach or I've got to learn how to speak sure. another language or I've got to learn how to... You may have to learn those things, but sure. God's going to use what you've already learned, like what your, what your craft, your trade is. And so we've almost lulled ourselves into thinking that missionaries are those appointed to go and just do X. Right. But the truth of the matter is, there's most likely people looking for doctors and nurses in... Um, unreached places across the right. globe. There are people looking for educators in unreached places. And could yeah. God use your vocation? So how do you, how would you just kind of coach someone along that's open to using whether it's their coaching background? I have mm-hmm. a friend that uh, coached American football, you right. know, in a in a foreign country. Sure. And man, God used them incredibly. He said their mm-hmm. football teams were terrible, but he had to share the gospel. That's right. You know, yeah. and so so like they're you know they're. They're coaching or they're teaching or their business skills, starting a small business or coaching small business mm-hmm. leaders, uh, medical professionals, like right. so many different groups of people, investment guys, you know, financial markets. Sure. I mean, so so if if I wanted to use my skill in those areas, mm-hmm. uh, what would you tell us to do? So one of the questions I often get start at the other end of that spectrum is from college students who are like, Tim, I feel like I was supposed to go overseas. And, and I'm in college now. What do I do? Well, what is your degree in? It's in Christian studies or Bible. <laughs> My first year, get a different degree. Yeah. <laughs> get something that's more marketable. Get something in business, ESL. Do, do something. Do anything that would allow you. Again, we're, we're not just looking for opportunity. We're looking for access, which comes yeah. before the opportunity. We're looking yeah. for entree into people's lives. But then for those people that fit in those different spectrums that you've just described, uh, it's amazing the ways that that multinational companies are are paying their employees mm-hmm. to move to other countries, but the church can commission them to be ambassadors of the right. gospel. And so I would say first, sometimes we don't know what we don't know. And that's an important space for those individuals to just raise their hand and say, hey, I'm feeling like my company's moving to this country or uh, I have the opportunity to go teach here or to practice medicine there. What could that look like? Um, there is there's a team of people. There are there's a group of people at Concord 
um, that would gladly say, hey, these are some steps that you can take. There are mission agencies that are so, including Shepherd Staff, but many others, they're so dialed into not just, hey, you can do that, but here are the ways, here are the places, here are the job descriptions you need to review, here are the things you need to prepare for. Yeah. I would love to have that conversation with anybody who's interested. Yeah, I, just another conversation, even as late as last week with you know an individual and just, and that, you know, he's a, been a teacher for a long time and he's yeah. exploring this, like, what does it look like? And I was just even thinking after the meeting was over, like, man, could it look like I take my master's in teaching right. and go somewhere else? Mm-hmm. And at the yeah. end of the day, John Mark, when we think about 1.6 to 2 billion with a B lost people, depending on which statistics you look at, we're probably not going to reach them any other way, actually. Yeah. Like the the days of traditional missionary sending, of sending someone who, and that used to be a requirement, even yeah. in mission agencies, that you pastored for a certain period of time, that you had a seminary degree. Yeah. In fact, if you had secular, uh, and I hate that term, but a non-ministerial experience, yeah. you actually had to go back to seminary and right. get that preparation, which isn't all bad, but it's not all good either. It was right. tremendously limiting. Mm-hmm. And now... That, that is really shifting to say, okay, how do we immediately propel these folks to the yeah. nations that are God-called, church-sent, yeah. steeped in the word, ready to go? And, and how does do the nations quickly? fund the effort? That's exactly right. And that is what is happening yeah. in so many places around the world, particularly in places that maybe you or I couldn't get because we have degrees from seminary that yeah. they would look at and go, hey, we know why you're here. Yeah. But if we were educators or business professionals or real estate agents or coaches, they'd be like, hey, come on in. Yeah. We'll actually pay you to be here. And right. so those are the kinds of opportunities that, that we want. And again, we see this modeled in scripture Yeah. where Paul would leverage his, his uh, position as a Roman citizen yeah. to have entree to government officials. Yep. He leveraged his position as a Jew to have entree into Jewish circles. He leveraged his position as yeah. a philosopher to engage yeah. with uh, philosophy. And so right. he was always using his experience yeah. and using his story to get into the lives of others. And, and that's really what we need to do today. Yeah, man, that's great, bro. All right, last question. Sure. All right. Um, so we've talked a lot about you know, shepherd staff and kind of some steps people can take. And I do hope, you know, if you're listening to this today and and you're wrestling through that call that you'll reach out, whether to Tim at Shepherd Staff or to here at Concord or to your local church, because there are many opportunities to get you on mission. Right. I mean, a true gospel-centered church wants to send That's right. and get, his, get their people mobilized in the mission. But Tim, you've taken a massive step of faith here, man. Yeah. You know, and it's cool. It's exciting. And I'm excited for you. Thanks. If you could run this thing out, man, if you could run it out 25, 30, 40 years, like what would you say you hope the legacy of your ministry and your season of leading Shepherd Staff, what, what, what do you hope it would look like and maybe what your legacy would be? Hmm. Yeah, I hope it works. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope, and what I mean by that is, you know, this idea of, even sending business professionals or sending marketplace professionals. I feel like some churches look at that and they see it as almost like a second tier. Mm. Um, that, that, that those are people that maybe couldn't hack it as, quote, real missionaries. Yeah. I think if, if this works, if the vision being cast to the marketplace community is, yeah. hey, go live on mission, and that is the Great Commission, isn't it? Right. We, right. we read it as go make disciples, but it really, it being better translated, would be as you are going. Yeah. As you are going to be a teacher, as you are going to be um, a coach, as you're going to, to do business, make disciples, plant yeah. churches. So if that really seeps into the reality of who we are 
as believers in the West, uh, I think we will see a, a movement. I, I think about the Moravians yeah. generations ago that had this very heart. Hey, let's let's leverage our business experience for the glory of God and, and the sake of the nations. Uh, and so if, if I could play this out 10 years, 15, 20 years, uh, I, we would see, we would be counting these people that are going out uh, in the, the tens of thousands yeah. uh, as real live missionaries. Yeah. 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 Man, that's awesome. You know, I wrestle a lot with just kind of how we approach certain things. And sure. um, one of the things that I've just been wrestling with a lot lately, Tim, and you just kind of hit on it, man, of so often we ask ourselves, am I called to go? But I just wonder if the real question would be, am I am I called to stay? Right. I mean, like, why would I not go? Mm-hmm. Because of the lostness yeah. that surrounds us. And so, man, I appreciate your step of faith sure, to show us going, sure. not staying. And I'm thankful for you. I'm praying for your ministry. It's going to be awesome. Much, Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us for The Stretch with Dr. John Mark Harrison. For more information and for Sunday service times, check us out at concordonline.org. Please subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it, and share it with your friends. Again, thanks for listening.